to dark with Mark. Have you fucked up yet? Welcome to After Dark with Mark. Today I received Scott Edwards, which is... Um, well, he has a very interesting story. And I, I'm looking so forward for you to listen to his story because he's gonna bring some light into a, a phenomena that happened in 2006, which was the law of attraction. And Scott have been using this hands down and uh, he somehow have mastered it. Like uh, maybe I put you on a pedestal there, but do you feel that you understand how the law of attraction work now, Scott? Well, yeah. Just let me say uh, thanks for having me on, Mark. Um, this is this is like a really really good podcast. I've been I've been um, listening to it a lot. So, um, but yeah, th- thanks for having me. Um, the the law the law of attraction. It's something that Bob said in the secrets. Um, the more you use it, the more you'll understand it. And I always remember that, the last part of the secret when he said that, when I watched it about 12 years ago. And um, as um, I use different techniques and I use, um, I've used different uh, methods, but I, I'm starting to kind of figure out my best way of using it, what, what, what's the most effective way. I personally use it to kind of literally manifest what, what I've wanted. And um, the past few years has, has literally um, proven it to me very, very recently. So let's go back. Let's backtrack 12 years ago uh, where the, there was this phenomena, which was the law of attraction. We could hear everybody was talking about the law of attraction. It was everywhere. Um, and everybody was an expert somehow. I don't know how they all became an expert, but everybody yeah. was an expert. And... And then there's a lot of people that says, yeah, this is bullshit. This doesn't work. And you watch the movie, The Secret. And from that point on, you became absolutely obsessed with this idea. Yeah, I did. I think it was because of the kind of kid I was. When I was, um, when I, when I was very young, I, I used to be one of those kids that would uh, take his toys apart with the screwdriver and just try and figure out how everything worked. And um um, when I when I was when I was a teenager, I was into kind of um, conspiracies and all sorts of like uh, like DVDs and, and and stuff like that. And um, I found this. Um, I was I was watching the news and and some guy was talking about how the secret DVD was giving people false hope, and the other guy was like, "The government just don't want you to know this special material." And so I kind of watched this DVD with this with this mindset that it really was a secret, and what they're going to share with you is something that um, you've never been exposed to before. And it was just something which um, resonated with me. Not so much the actual secret DVD, but the fact that there was this specialized information out there that if you just do the right things, the right things will happen. So, and from watching the DVD, it was it was almost like an intuitive. Um, vibe I got from Bob Proctor when he was on the screen I just knew that this was the guy who who knew more than anyone else so um I literally it, it woke it, it did something to me and I, it, it it literally woke me up and um I've never been the same since I've just been so obsessed um and addicted to to this information and you yeah. know the more you study it and the more you the, the more 
you really internalize it and use it, the better your life gets. And, um, and I've experienced that myself, um, 100%. I got to share a secret with you because when I saw the movie, it was a little bit the same thing that happened to you. I, I started connecting the dots, right? And as you know, we cannot connect the dot looking forward. We always connect the dot looking backward. And I, my journey into this type of information had started already for a while. But when I saw the movie, The Secret, like, I saw a glimpse of illumination. I saw a glimpse of where can I go from there. And where my, my secret is, I remember seeing Bob Proctor. And for me, this guy was the only one which didn't fit into the movie. But I did not know why. I learned later that everything has an opposite. So the reason why it didn't fit into the movie, it's because he, he had a message for me, mm. which I understood only in 2013. So it took me a while. It took yeah. me years, <laughs> like just, just understanding another two years before making the decision. But uh, I had about the same thing. It, it, it happened the same thing to me. When I saw this intuitively, I knew that there was something, there was something in there. So for you, you became addicted to it. You became obsessed with it. And uh, you told me that your parents, uh, everybody around you was just like, this is, this is nonsense, you know? Like, why are you watching all this all the time? Yeah, well, my parents, um, they've they seen a change in me straight away when I was watching it. And they, they took it as like a bad thing, you know? Um, I was, um, they were going through um, a, a big divorce at, at that time. And they, and they thought I'd, I'd become really kind of um, negative or isolated or whatever he was, they saw it as a negative effect. And that's just because I changed so much, you know, where, where, you know, if you're a parent and your child suddenly changes, you, you know, you start to worry. Um, and it, it literally did something to me that I can't explain. Just, just the fact that I knew, um, I knew that there were more, there were more things that were possible, just even knowing that. Um, you know, growing up where I grew up, it was just everyone knew each other. Everyone kind of knew what they were going to do in life. You know, you couldn't you couldn't really leave the circle. It was it was that it was that kind of a small town where um, there was like a certain culture there, and I was starting to kind of break out of that culture. And of course, at first they were they were really worried, but um, years and years later, when they started to work, and I started to get some really good results for someone of my age um that's when they started warming up a bit to, to this whole to this whole secret thing so let's let's backtrack and let's go back to that idea of culture because i mean if you're a student of this material and if you're not like what we're talking about right now is a culture paradigm and scott i want you to explain like what type of culture that you grew up when with within and how hard it is for an individual to break out from that type of culture um it's i mean the the culture is um it's i i grew up in a little town called wigan in greater manchester and that's in northern england um it's a very kind of, it's a it's a rugby town <laughs> Every, there's, there's, a, there's a culture of um of like a, aggression and um and sport if, if, if that makes sense um and that's All not your personality whatsoever. No, it's not. But it, it it kind of used to be. I mean, I I used to play I used to play a lot of sports, and I I used to um, and you know I I was a popular kid. I fitted in really well. I used to um, 
I used to sell um, cans of Coca-Cola and candy bars and everything in school. Like every, everyone knew knew who I was. And then when I turned about 14, that's when I started to kind of break out of that. And the problem wasn't so much breaking out of the culture. The problem was how young I was doing it. And when you're really young and you're still finding yourself and you're still kind of like wondering who you are and who you are as a reflection of who's around you, it can become a really confusing time. Mm-hmm. I used to go down. Um, I used to go down to London on my own when I was 16, and I, I would go and see Bob Proctor and Les Brown and Brian Tracy and um, and and all these. And I'd literally be on my own, and people would say, "Were well, your parents?" I said, "No, I've I've come on my own," and everyone would be amazed <laughs> that 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 a kid would um, would be so obsessed with this information. But part of me thought that you know I'd, I'd felt so, so out of love with the environment I was in. I wanted to kind of like get out of there. I was mo- I was motivated through desperation, really, to really find this way out. And I thought, and I think that's kind of one of the reasons, just just off the top of my head, why I was so motivated to kind of like find all these answers. So people in in the small town where you're coming from, they they go to school, they find work, and then they they go through life, and that's pretty much that's pretty much the end of it. And yeah. if, if someone wants to get out of this, it's just like, yeah, but why are you not finding a good job? Why like you're not having that pension and and this cultural idea is behind it? Is is that is that what I'm getting there? Well, I'm I'm just saying. Well, the, the culture was um, you should be satisfied where you are, and I think that's that's the culture. Um, everyone from that town had great grandparents that all grew up in that town the, the idea of leaving the town was like like why why why, why would you want <laughs> why would you want to to leave this place type of thing and what's wrong um, with you are you mad <laughs> exactly exactly so so this was um it, it was so confusing and it's still quite confusing now because um and and literally i've five years after i kind of um literally left my group of friends in that town i'd I I was still confused like five years later and, and um, every, every year or so you get more clarity because you understand only by looking back. You don't really understand when you're going through it. But when mm-hmm. you look back, you say, oh, wait a minute, this is what happens. When you're in the middle of it, it's so confusing and so hard. Um, you know, and, and, through, and through them really painful times, that's when I, I believe you really grow. Um, so it's... Um, and again, it's um, this is what this is what Bob says. You know, you you're going when you really study and practice this material properly, you really will need a telescope to look back at where you were because the, the person that I see five seven years ago, I I don't really recognize anymore, and, and it's really hard to believe that you know that was me and those are the things I did and those are the type of people I used to um, I, I used to be really friendly with and. and I used to do the same stuff that they did. Um, it's really, it's really confusing at the time. But years and years later, you start to kind of understand what you what you went through it's and why almost, you needed to go through it. it. It's almost difficult to relate to your old self, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So one thing that you just said there, uh, which basically brings us uh, a little bit forward, but you had to experience some fuck ups, which in in reality, when when you were through them, it looks like the appearances were not giving you the sign that 
those law, like the law of attraction, for example, and the manifestation yeah. and all those things was working because you yeah. were in it and, and you didn't see any sign of like, it's going to work. Yeah, exactly. So, so um, bring, bring us to, from going uh, from school, getting like your job in television, which was kind of a, a dream job for you yeah. to like, quitting and, and putting all of that, that uh, law of attraction into motion. Yeah. Well, um, like the, the best way I just, the best way I, I would describe it is, um, to, to everyone listening as well, is that when, when you go through the first stage of, um, you know, of changing, um, you're going to go through what I've called the delusional phase where you'll feel in the back of your mind that you're just being a delusional idiot and everyone, everyone's just laughing. You're going to go through that phase, but if you keep going, it'll become a reality. Um, when I was, um, I mean, I, I just had the wrong programming growing up. I, I was, um, because of, because of my background I, I've come from, everyone was teaching me, you know, you, you, need, you need to get a job. You need to get a secure job that pays well. It, there was nothing in there about what you wanted to do or what you were passionate about. It was just the fact that if you've got a job, then that is an achievement. Um, and, and you should be satisfied. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, and and that, and exactly that, and that was just the culture. No, nobody questioned it. It was not. It was never something that was questioned. Um, so, and I, I got a job in. Um, I don't know why I did this, but I got a job in real estate, and I hated every single day. And I was eighteen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was eighteen. I started drinking more. I started to become um, more irritable and more more angry as a person. Um, or and. And um, I was, I was literally, um, you know, I, and I, what was weird is that if you're in this situation, either you either break or you become numb. And I felt myself becoming numb as if like, mm. I was just like, this was the way it was going to be. And I just got to power through it because that's the right thing to do. And um, I think I heard, and again, I was listening, I was listening to Bob um, and I remember him saying something along the lines of you need to do what you want and not what you need. What you need is based on what you don't want. You know, I needed that job. I didn't want to end up on the street. I didn't want to um, have a life where um, I, I wouldn't have a career. I was doing everything based upon what I didn't want. It was, it was a need rather than a want. And as soon as I, I changed that in my mind, I did a radical decision. And I, and I remember, um, I remember saying to my dad, um, I'm going to quit this job because, um, I, you know, even if I'm, I'm so unhappy with it, that there's, there's literally no point of me living if I, <laughs> if I stay in this job. And again, there was like loads of arguments, you know, and um, you've got to take my advice. I'm older than you. I'm more experienced than you. You've got to take my advice. And I thought, no, I'm not doing it. And I made the radical move of quitting and, um, go into university and trying to get into university I didn't have the right qualification to get into um, media school because I because I had done business in in, um, in high school um, and I used all of Bob's stuff to get into to get into this media school <laughs> and to and against all the odds um, wait wait, in, wait a second wait a second you didn't <laughs> have the credential no you I didn't, didn't have the credential you you quitted your job uh, probably like those type of school costs a little bit of money. And then you use Bob's material, the, the laws 
in the law of attraction, which is a secondary law, like which most people do not understand how it works. And then you got in the school, you got accepted. Yep. So, so, um, so there is a new media school in Manchester in a, in a place called Media City. Um, now, the, the, the way I knew I wanted to do media was because when I was a kid, I used to play a lot with camcorders and, and make uh, movies and stuff. And then when I grew up, I kind of like, you kind of let them, let them childhood things kind of slip away and you forget about them. But what I realized is that those, those are based on your wants. You know, the things you do when you're a kid, that, that, that there is a deep, there's something deep in it that's, that's what you want to do. Um, and when I rediscovered it, this was like, I was so passionate about it and alive. And I just want, I just wanted to, um, I wanted to get more involved. Um, I literally went to the media school just to walk around. Um, and I, I was seeing myself in, in that place in Salford University in, in media city. And, um, the, I, I met oh, I met a woman um, who was who was literally leaving. You know, it, it, this, this was late in the day, and she and I said to her, "Oh, I'm, I'm, do you work here? I'm really interested in coming to this place." And she was just about ready to go home, and she she agreed for some reason to show me around the whole university, and this was like an unscheduled appointment. This was like, and she was tell, and I was asking loads of questions. I was saying, um, "I haven't got the right qualifications. I've got a business qualification, not a media qualification," and she said. Listen, I know the, you know the the, the head of the university, a, a, a lady called Beth Hewitt. Um, I can I can have a word with her, and we can we can we might be able to to get you in. And through just meeting the right people, remember Bob Bob saying one time, you don't need the help; you'll attract the help. And that's that's something that will always happen every time you have a goal. You will attract someone into your life that wants to help you and you have no idea why they're doing it. <laughs> and um, so when, when, she, um, when, when we did that, the university, so one of the main obstacles was didn't have the qualifications. The second one was it was oversubscribed. There was too many people trying to get into that school. It was the best school in the country. Um, and on the last day, we have a day in the UK called Clearing where everyone gets the a-level results and everyone's trying to get into the best university and um one person out of a couple of hundred for some reason they dropped out or decided not to go and i was at the top of the list because of because of this woman and because that one person dropped out at the last minute i got into that school <laughs> which is um and that was my first ever bit. It was the first ever achievement where it was based upon what I wanted to do rather than what I needed to do. Everyone was mm -hmm. saying to me, don't go to media school. That's, that's, like, that's a bullshit qualification. What do you want a media? You can't get a job with a media qualification. But again, I, was, I had a new philosophy. I was going to focus on what I wanted to do rather than what I needed to do. Um, and, then, and, then that, and then the next, the next stage was once I was in, um, the next stage was getting a job in the industry, which was almost impossible <laughs> almost impossible if you look at the number of media jobs available per year and look at the amount of media graduates per year um i think the odds are ten thousand to one maybe maybe even um fifty thousand to one it's don't don't quote me on that number but um but it's something like that and it's i did almost I did ridiculous the, right yeah and i did exactly the same thing um uh, I mean, that's that's a whole other story. How I how I 
how I got into MTV and the BBC and Channel 4. And um, um, I, I even worked on um, new, news company sets. I worked in London at the proms of the Albert Hall. Now, um, like, wait, wait a second, <laughs> because some, someone which is listening to this right now is just like, yeah, but this is just being lucky. Mm. Like you, you were yeah. just lucky. You were just at the yeah. right place at the right time. Yeah. But understanding, and this is what you became accustomed to, and this is what you, you became familiar with, is you can create those conditions and circumstances with your own desire and your own mind. And this is exactly what the law of attraction is all about. But for someone which is uninitiated, is listening to this and just like, well, that's just a nice story for someone which is really lucky. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean, all the, all, all the jobs, sorry to interrupt, but all the job that you mentioned, you know, Channel 4 and the BBC and MTV, and this is all dream job that people like would kill to have. And then you, mm. got, you got them all. Exactly. Well, um, it's, it's well, one, one, of the, one of the main things is, is, is when you're moving forward is that you can't see the next step until you can't see two steps ahead. You can only see the next step. So, um, so I, re- I, just, I just wanted a job in the TV industry because I knew that would be a step. So I, I, would, I, would, I would do it in steps. Um, and I, um, I, so, so, the, so the first ever work experience internship thing that, that I got was, um, was, um, was MTV. And it was, I, was, I was still in university. I was in my final year in university. Um, I just started my final year and they used to take in people for one or two weeks and they used to take three people in a week and then get another three people the next week because there's so many, so many students studying media. And when I was in there for that week, I just thought I'm staying here and I've visualized myself staying here. I visualized having my own desk and I, and I thought in my mind, what can I give them that they want me here? And that's, that's what I was thinking the whole time. And um, during that time, um, we were working on um, a UK version of Catfish. This was, this was the production, production team's thing. So late, late at night at home, I'd be making graphics and researching marketing techniques and casting researching and doing all this stuff that I knew um, that they, they really wanted. And one of the main things, Mark, is that I, I looked for where they were struggling. So they were struggling in advertising. They were struggling in graphic design. And I would just give them the answers. And then I was the only person from that intern- internship program, three people a week for five years, the only one that was asked back and was offered a full-time job. There was no, no, one's, no one's ever done that before. And it's just through using Bob Proctor's material it's literally being a go-giver and visualizing it and literally ignoring all of the, the outside world and all the people telling you you can't do it, giving you reasons why you can't do it, even people in the company not wanting you there and thinking that you didn't deserve to be there. It's ignoring all of that and just seeing clearly in your mind what it is that you want, not what you need. There are so many golden nuggets into what you said. Like one mm-hmm. the first one that you, you mentioned is like you did visualize. So 
you were putting yourself in the picture, which if you've watched the movie, The Secret, that that is one of the main component. I don't think it explained properly into The Secret, but it's one of the main components. So you were putting yourself into the picture. Then you mm-hmm. said that you were looking at the area where that they were struggling and you were coming, you were a go-giver, you were coming with ideas and, and, and service. You were there to serve. You were not asking to get like money in exchange. You were just there to give them solution on exactly. the problems that yeah. they had. And because of that, you started creating like a position for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the, the, last, the last two main jobs I've ever had, those jobs didn't exist. It was something that I wanted and I didn't care about whether it existed or not. I, but, I, but I also knew that it was, it was, there was a demand for that. I, I, I kind of knew that. And if there wasn't a demand, I would make it a demand <laughs> because that's something that I wanted. That's all that I was focused on. You know, it, it didn't matter what anyone else said um, because what they say is based upon what they want. So what I say is based upon what I want. If so, someone was in MTV and they really tried to stop me, I, I thought it was kind of like jealousy. I was, I was being paid more than this person that was 10 years older than me. And um, they, 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 were, they, were doing, they were doing some things to try and get rid of me. And I was saying, well, they want to get rid of me, but I want to stay here. So I'm just going to focus on what I want. So, this, so this and that's, literally what, that's literally how I felt, yeah. This is brilliant. And I hope that you guys are listening to this because, you know, the, the, the millennials generation, which you are a millennial, Scott, and they're they feeling as victim all the time mm. you can see them that, that they, they feel that they they don't get what what they are entitled um and by the way that's probably their parents fault uh that make them feel that they are entitled to everything but you were you just understood the material because you took the time to study you took the time to put yourself into a different mindset and started creating the life that you were looking for. Now, I want to fast forward into that job that you created for yourself uh, that brought you into the inner circle of Bob Proctor. Actually, you are probably, uh, other than his personal assistant, you are the, the one which is working the closest with Bob. <laughs> well, so, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so I want you to explain how you made that happen because like, even then, uh, people which are part of Bob team uh, did not understand the material because they said, no, no, nobody does that. And, mm. and it's like, no, like guys, you don't understand what Bob's teaching because I'm going to make that happen. Yeah. So, so when I was, so I was working in MTV and I was, I was on, a, I was on a lot of money. In fact, I was on more per day than I was working as a real estate agent for a week. <laughs> so that's, that's, and I was, I was so happy doing that job. I absolutely loved it. There was um, the the only thing I the only thing I didn't like about it was the actual content. I loved filming it, and I, I heard Bob's voice in my head again as I started to realize that I didn't really want to be there. And he said, um, "You can you can like what you're doing. You just you might not like how you are doing it." And how I was doing it was, you know, I was filming cameras and being really creative and stuff and, 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 and really living what I was doing. But how I was doing, doing it was I was, you know, getting the training every single morning and I would be mixing with people who were negative and we'd be watching and making things, but, you know, about, you know, 
pregnant teenagers and relationships and all, all this reality TV stuff. You know, how I'm doing this, I, I didn't like how I was doing it. And, um, and so and I kept, every time I'd, I'd have some challenges, I'd go back to Bob and I noticed that he was doing a, um, a live stream from LA of Paradigm Shift or one of those seminars. And um, I just thought, hmm, I wonder whether I could somehow film that kind of stuff instead. You know, that would be literally the top of the mountain. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I saw, I saw that he had a studio built as well. You know, I, I was kind of watching from a distance all of this stuff. And then I thought, what about setting that as a goal, working in the studio with Bob Proctor? And it was crazy. And I, I almost rejected it from my mind. And I thought, well, why don't we, you know, if it's something that I want, let's just, let's just go for it. Oh, this is, and, this is something very interesting. <laughs> this is crazy because like yeah. we talking to someone which have been experimenting the law of attraction he's been working on it he's working with bob's material he's been manifesting the the, the job the the school entry i mean like all kind of different things and now like there is a bigger idea which is coming which is kind of a dream idea and now all of a sudden like yeah maybe it's not gonna work for this is it something that happened for the majority of people is like it, it come to a point where that the idea is kind of a little too big so now all of a sudden, like, yeah, maybe for this, it's not going to work. Yeah, I, I, th I think most people um, compare themselves, like compare their dream to themselves. And that's something I've never done. I've never, I've never um, even got, you know, getting over that hurdle of whether you deserve it. Whether I deserve it is completely irrelevant. Um, whether I get it or not is, is relevant. Whether I get it is completely unrelated to whether I deserve it. So I don't even ask myself that question. If you know, the main obstacle, I believe, for people is that when the desire comes into the mind, they reject it because they compare it to who they are now and where they are now. Now, if you stop comparing it and you just focus on what you want, that's when the desire will start to take over and it'll start to drive you. And so that's, that's exactly what I did in this situation. I, I had the thought I was ready to reject it. And then something switched on my mind. and I thought, you know what, this is, this is going to be my next goal. And, um, and I knew it was a great goal because I did not believe for a second it was going to happen when I first thought about it. Right, right now that you're saying this, I think that this is a very important key component into when you do set a goal or when you do set a big goal, which in our language, we call it a C-type goal. Yeah. Is you need to not believe in it in the beginning. Yeah, you exactly. Do not believe in it. If you believe in it, that means that probably it's not big enough. When you don't believe in it, and but that's really what you want, then you will have to stretch. You will have to create a new, a new paradigm. You will have to create new ideas, new ways of operating. So in the process, you will have to grow, and that's exactly what happened to you. Correct? Yeah, exactly. And one of the best quotes from Bob, which. Um which I heard him say a long time ago was you need a goal that excites you with life, but at the same time scares you to death. And this, this was something that scared me to death. I was, I was about to leave an industry, which was, it took me five years to get into it. And by the way, if you leave TV behind in the middle of a contract, 
um you know it's a very small world you know everyone yeah, you're in London, you know, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm done yeah so, and i and another thing is i knew i had to quit the job because i needed to put all of my energy into this everyone was saying why couldn't you just you know have the goal and keep the job no you you can't you need to put all of your energy into it so and it sounds and for anyone who doesn't study this information that sounds a bit bizarre but it's literally about the the amount of energy you're putting into it um so my, so so what really scared me was the fact that i was going to lose this really well paid job i might not be able to get back in in fact i knew i couldn't get back into the industry uh, i don't i don't i don't even know and i didn't even think i didn't even think about that i didn't even think about whether i was going to fail um incidentally um but and another thing was this was in a completely different country i'd have to move to another country i didn't know in anyone in the country i didn't know anyone in the company even um, and the job I wanted to get didn't exist. So the, 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 that was all my, my big reasons of, of why I couldn't do it, why I didn't believe I could do it. Um, and then I, I, was, I was really, really de- deeply thinking about it. And, and I'd been saving money up on the side against scarcity. I've, I've always been, I've always have a habit of saving up a lot of money on the side. Um, because, probably because of the way I'm programmed. But yeah, that, I, that, I, was, I, that was your programming talking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but it, it kind of helped me because I, I remember Bob saying one time, you know, you need about a year or 18 months worth of money so your demands are met, so your needs are met, so you don't have to think about, you can put all your energy into, into the goal. You've got your needs taken care of. And I said, I've got exactly 18 months. I'll give myself 18 months to quit this and, and work so hard I'm trying to first of all get into the company, and then getting working in the studio with Bob. And you know, I've I've only met Bob like twice, and it was seven years ago. I I didn't know Bob, and he didn't know me. Um, but um, but I but I but I did, and I set it as a goal. And um, I left I left on the fifteenth of August two thousand sixteen, and um, it was um. It was scary, but I knew I knew I was making the right move. In fact, when I got into when I got into the taxi, when I left, this this is this is a hundred percent fully true story. I, 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 this is not exaggerated even a little bit. When I got into the taxi on my last day, and I sat in the taxi, um, the radio started started playing this song, and it was um, Johnny Johnny Nash. I can see clearly now, and it started the second I got into the taxi. And that was like a sign to me saying, do you know what, this is going to work. And, and, um, and what's interesting is that exactly 18 months from when I sat down, I got the call that it did work. <laughs> it, was exactly, so, it, was, it, was only, it was one day before the deadline. All the odds were against you. Yeah. All, the, the, all the evidence was showing that this is an absolute crazy idea. Everything, like, illogically would tell you this is absolutely insane, like, what you're doing right now. Mm. And, and during that path, you know, you, you, didn't see, you didn't see things. You needed to keep your faith and your, your, your belief in that idea, that, I, that idea is going to manifest into form. And out of nowhere, boom, you receive the call. says, hey, uh, you, want, you want to come? We need your help. And, and then the rest, it, it went snowball from there. 
Yeah, hundred percent. So, um, like, I I really like to talk about the obstacles because I believe that's why people are listening. The, the you know the um, I, I had so many little techniques that I kind of found out on the way through my own experience. Um, one of the biggest obstacles was um, was negative influence. It was the fact that I, I was um, I was just locking myself in my room, brainstorming how to get into this company. Um, a year later, a year later from that date, I was still nowhere near it. And at this time, you know, everyone's kind of, um, you know, where I come from, your friends are just kind of laughing at you. Um, and your parents are like, you can tell that they're really worried, but they, they, don't, they don't really say it. Um, you know, my, my mom used to used to come in the room and give me the newspaper and say, I've just found a few jobs here. I know, I know, that, I know that you still want, want that job, but there's a few jobs in the newspaper you can look at. <laughs> and you get, all of these, you get all of these suggestions all the time. So one of the, one of the main things is when you, if you're doing this is isolate yourself and you've, you've got to do it because um, if, I, if, if I'd known that earlier that I had to isolate myself, I just had to be at one with my goal and it's not so much the negative suggestions. It's the energy that those people have towards your goal. If you tell them it and on a subconscious level, it, it affects you without you even knowing. So what, so what I would, what I would suggest is that you isolate yourself and you, and if you can, don't tell anyone what your C type goal is. They'll, they'll just see it happen. <laughs> you know, that's when they'll know what your C type goal is when it happens. Um, so and and so that was one of the big obstacles, and the, and the other big obstacle was obviously um, I felt pressured by time. You know, it, the money was running out, and um, and all you've got to do is literally it's the same strategy: focus on what you want, focus on the vision that you that you have, um, and and that that was that was the whole process. Everything else was incidental. You know, I. Um, I I cut out a picture of Bob's house. I, f I found this house on um, Google Street View, and I, I was and this, the only thing I visualized was was just me, you know, walking into the studio every day and working in the studio, making videos with Bob and talking to Bob, um, and getting to know him, um, and um, everything else was incidental. And again, I I contacted people in the company, and I just focused on how I I could help them. And if you focus on how you can help people, you'll find that people will focus on helping you. <laughs> and that's, that's all it is. <laughs> what, what I'm hearing through what you're saying there is like you had to go through 18 months of fuck-ups. Yeah, from, exactly. In, in terms of appearances and, and condition and circumstances and, and what the, the material and reality, like the, the material world we're living in, was there was no evidence on it but because you kept your mind sharp because you kept studying because you kept visualizing eventually all this became into form and now you're living your dream job dream career you're working very closely to bob mm. you are doing something you absolutely love uh, i believe that our community uh, there's nothing like it but it, you created all this like it was mm. pure creation out of your mind yeah 100 percent. yeah and and there was it all went back from the lesson that i learned about um seven years ago was when you you focus on what you want rather than what you need if you look at everyone's life they have what they need and that's because they're focusing on what they need but if they focused on what they wanted then they'd have what they wanted 
it's it seems so simple to me <laughs> um but and, and that's why a lot of people they don't have what they want to focus on what they need um and again a lot of people don't even know what they want like a lot i've had people say oh you know i i'd want your job in the studio i said no you didn't want it you would you would have got it if you wanted it <laughs> but uh, you know, they, they, they have their own wants. They just don't know what their wants are. And make, make sure it is your own wants because you'd be in my position where some, someone suggests to me become a real estate agent. And because I didn't know what I wanted, I just, I just fell for it. I just, I just did it because it was, it was, it was just a suggestion. So, um, so again, it's, it's, mainly, it's mainly, I really believe it's about deciding what you want and making sure it is something that you really want. <laughs> and Bob talks about that more than more than anyone. Like Scott, you're in a very, very um, amazing position, uh, being able to work with a living legend and be with it, his, his studio, being close to him, having a, that that personal relation, and and he's seeing you as someone. I know that he has great uh, praise for you as well. What would you say to someone which is listening to this right now and he's just like, you know, but, uh, but you don't understand. Uh, my situation is different. My conditions are different. Like how, what is the first thing that they should do in order to start creating on command and make the, the, the law of attraction work for them? Um, well, first of all, if they have a block, they need to ask themselves what the lesson is. I don't believe there's 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 any b bad things. I believe that um, it's just lessons. And what's really interesting is that it's, it says in uh, James Allen's book, "As a Man Thinketh," if you learn the lesson that every circumstance contains for you, it'll disappear, and you'll never you'll never have that circumstance ever again. And so, all of the obstacles I had, it was about me learning the lesson. And as soon as I learned the lesson, it it just kind of magically disappeared. And if you don't believe it, then just try it. <laughs> and um, so that's so that's what I would say. If, if you if you ha if you feel like you have them blocks, um, confront them. You know, if you if you don't confront them and you don't learn the lesson, then it will it will keep hitting you harder and harder until you do. Um, you know, you you can't really run away from that. That that would be my personal advice. And then the other bit of advice is um, give yourself the courage to allow your mind to wander to think about what you really want to do um, and detach yourself personally from it. See, see yourself from a third person point of view, um, you know, with none of, none of the emotional hangups or baggage that you might have. Just think about if you were making a brand new life, what would it look like? You know, do, do not think about the presence or yourself or what those hangups might be. And that's a good way of discovering what really makes you passionate, what really makes you, uh, makes you um, have that kind of fire that you think you need to be successful in life, I suppose. <laughs> I would recommend you to listen to what Scott shared with you because he's someone which have been manifesting things very quickly, still very young. There's, there's a great bright future in front of you, Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to share with the audience your experience uh, and by the way, the law of attraction really, really work. And that is the proof <laughs> that you have there. Thank you so much, Scott. Thanks, thanks, Mark. It's been, been great being on the podcast. Thanks, thanks for this spontaneous conversation that we've just had. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please write a review and subscribe to never miss a future episode of After Dark with Mark. 
As well, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mark Jospitre.